Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 293 of We Podcast, and we know things where we recap all of the week's nerdy news. My name is Greg Hall, and alongside of me, as almost always, the best damn voice in the business, Gene Takovic. Just kidding. Sam Matura. I'm kind of a big deal when it comes to playing Skater XL. <laughs> My man landed a kickflip in Skater XL. Yo, I landed that. I landed two grinds. I'm good. I did Sam. So Sam came over to my house last night, uh, Sam and, and our friend Machi. It's been a very long time since we had the three of us got together, probably a close to a decade. Since oh, it was yeah. just I, the I even told Kelly, I was like, it's got to be within at least eight to ten years, to, uh, like yeah. the three of us, the three just of you are back. And so, and, and it was a wild, it was only two hours, but it was a wildly fun two hours. We watched a bunch of skate videos and I put on Skater XL for you guys. And I've been talking about this game for two plus years now, two years and a month. And it's like, I still play it pretty often. And I just wanted you to know, like, it's not easy. And so you got the controller and uh, what were your, what were your kind of thoughts and feedback playing that game? As I it's, mean, uh, it's tough. I one. mean, I mean, obviously, I still have habits of just pressing triangle like Tony Hawk, just going for that grind. It's just this is like you really got to be like right on the money. You want to grind. You want to be right on top of the rail. You, you got to kind of be perfect with it. It's it's completely different configuration than Tony Hawk. It's definitely something that you, you'll you have to, you know, you'll spend you'll have to spend some time to play in the game to get down. Like you you had it down like like you were, you were popping tricks. Me and Mott, you were amazed just because, you know, you've been playing for the last two years of, of honing your skills. Me and Machi, you know, it took us a little bit to grind and do a few tricks here and there, but we got there eventually. It uh, it feels like you're skating like more than any other game, and that's why I like it because like the one stick is your one foot, the other stick is your other foot, and like you would do the motions that you would do on a skateboard. I just yeah. always liked that idea of it. So it's still you know one of my favorite games. It's it was my favorite, my third favorite game of 2020. It still stays there. Like I, I truly love Skater XL. I wish they would add more maps, um, but that's neither here nor there. We got what we got. So I've gotten my money's worth. I mean, I have over 200 something hours into that game and uh, you know, it was 40 bucks. I think that's a pretty good ROI. So yeah, yeah I'm, I'm glad I got to see you guys yesterday. It was super fun seeing you. It was cool just to hang out for a little bit and be back in a Parkwood basement, just the three of us. Like when we were kids, five, six nights a week, like simple as that. Yeah, so man, that was Ma- Machi was right when he said like the nostalgia was real and c- when we're going in the basement it's like damn it's been a minute since us three kind of because you know back in the day we always just kind of hung out in my basement you know, your basement his basement so it's just it was a long time coming yeah and uh my my current house is laid out the exact same way the house I grew up in is like down yeah. to every so walking down the steps like he was like oh that's where the computer was and this is where the tv was and this is where your couch was i was like yeah that's where all this stuff was growing up and it, it's just neat so yeah um but yeah uh welcome everybody 293 appreciate you being here with us we got a big show to talk tonight we got our picks of the week we got our trivia 14 and a half for me 13 and a half for sam starting in tv as we've been doing with the better call Saul stuff we just want to talk about that at the top of the show it had its penultimate episode we have to talk about it because there is only one episode left of this glorious show so we'll recap episode 12 give our spoilery thoughts on it and then we'll kind of theorize what we think could happen in that final episode we won't spend too too long on it because we're only a few days away at this point so what's the point of spending that much time on it when really we just have a couple more days till the last better call Saul episode ever and that's just a weird thing to say I, I do like I, I, we were, as we were watching like you see in you know, a direct event skill you know it's like it's his final like hit, hit you know, his touch on, and I'm, I'm just, 
I just couldn't believe it's like, holy crap, we're following the final damn episode. Like one week we waited for two years, it got delayed, and there's Monday, it's Monday. And I have to watch live because if not, it's all over Twitter and, and I cannot afford to be spoiled, so I will yeah. lose some sleep to watch this. Yeah, I'm gonna watch it that night as well. Probably not until later because it's the day before Mackenzie's birthday and we got a boatload of things to do because we're going to Sesame Place that day. So, you know, we'll have some stuff, but I will definitely be watching it and I'm very excited about it. Speaking of Vince Gilligan, we got news about him as well in our TV section. Uh, we have Green Lantern, Blue Beetle, which is a film, but it's being lumped into another story. Uh, Doom Patrol, Titans, Disney Plus price is going up. So we're going to talk about Uh-oh. streaming services and our top three favorite streaming services as well. So we'll cover that on the TV section. Uh, we will do an Andor story. Sam will take over in gaming. Marvel's Midnight Suns, Tekken, Fatal Fury, Splatoon 3, Madden, Kirby, Metal Slug, all in the gaming section. I'll take back over in movies, Pac-Man and Sonic and Dragon Ball. Yeah. It's not the gaming section. <laughs> that is the movie <laughs> section. Oh, and Uncharted. <laughs> so our entire movie section tonight is based on video game properties. I, one of them, Dragon Ball, is, is TV, but still there's a billion Dragon Ball games. So crazy uh, uh, movie section tonight. Should have just lumped it in with gaming. But Sam, is it an OGCGC tonight to bring us home? It, it is an OGCGC. Very cool. So we'll bring it home with the OGCGC. But let's start where we customarily do our picks of the week. So, uh, new movie recently came out. I'm sure you, I don't know if you, you might, I don't know if you've seen it, but I'm sure you, you saw the buzz, but Elvis, I, I wish actually, I wish it was Elvis. It's on my list. Wanna, I the do want to say it. It's just, you know, it's two and a half hours. It's a long movie. The, bl- the black phone. No, it, it is not. Is it a streamer or a theater? It is a streamer. Hmm. <laughs> Go for it. I saw the movie Prey. Oh, yeah. Damn. I should have known that. Yeah. So That's this was great buzz. Yeah, dude. Th- this is the, the fifth installment of the, the you know, the uh, Predator franchise. It's the prequel kind of just involves around like the 1700s. And honestly, this is the best one since the original. Hands down. It's not even close. Like it's not even up for debate. It's refreshing to hear that a movie sequel about a like a tiring franchise is like really good for once and a direct to streamer is that's so refreshing to hear these great reviews like i, I kind of wonder if they if they regret not um putting it in theaters because it's got a 92 percent on rotten tomatoes yeah and and they i might get a theatrical run though now for the people that don't have hulu maybe they'll throw it in there for a month and True. Just yeah, to just, just, yeah, yeah just to get something and i'd agree i, I kind of gave it like a nine out of ten my only critique is there's definitely a couple scenes like there's some some Maybe some bad CGI. I mean, it's it's it's, it's pretty obvious, but you look past it for for kind of what what's happening. But other than that, I thought the ed- the editing, the approach, the way they shot it, and you know, and it, it's not you know, it's um, Am- Amber Mid Thunder is her name. Um, I you know, it sounds like what like I never heard of her, but you know, she looks like she was in the Ice Road that was with Liam Neeson, which was okay. I didn't even look like her. Hell or high water swing vote so she's definitely been in a few things uh that show legion um so she she's definitely and she's going to be in the new um avatar the last airbender nice um so she definitely stood out to me in this role i, I could definitely see it, it could have went either way 
The action was great. I thought that the tone was great. Um, even the actor, uh, Bill Duke, who was in the original um, Predator movie, he's like 95 years old. He, you know, he wrote on Twitter, it was great. She praised the film that he had a lot of fun watching it. And I got to agree. I mean, there was, it's definitely a hard R. There are some awesome kills. I, I'm just shocked it took him like this long to make a good Predator movie since the first one. This, I just don't know what happened between two, three, and four. Just for whatever reason, they lost the ball. But it looks like this was directed by Dan Trackenberg. Dan Trackenberg, yeah, holy shit! Yep, he, and he yeah. he directed a uh, Ten Cloverfield Lane. Mm-hmm. He directed an episode of Black Mirror, an episode of The Boys, and an episode of The Lost Symbol. That's it. That's all he has on his. Then he has three short films. Like that's all in his resume. I, I and he's from Philadelphia, which is awesome. So if you guys maybe check out Hulu, if you got it for free, thankfully uh, Kelly had it. So, and I, I was like, I kept seeing it was on Disney plus. Uh, so I'm on Disney plus looking and it's on Disney plus if you're in Canada. Yeah. And it's on that star thing. Yeah. I thought I, I, I read it wrong and then I was okay. It's on Hulu, but guys, it's highly recommend. It's, it's an hour and I think it was an hour and 40 minutes. It wasn't too bad. I hopefully this kind of revitalizes the, the franchise because it was long overdue. Check it out on Hulu. Pray. Mine also comes from Hulu. It's not Pray, but mine also comes from Hulu. And uh, this show has been getting a ton of buzz, all positive. I wanted to wait till it was over before getting into it. Um, and well, actually, you know what? I, th- I think I'm wrong. I think they actually dropped all the episodes at once, come to think of it. But point being, uh, it's still getting buzzed two months later. And it's an 8.5 out of 10 on IMDb with 22,000 ratings. So it's got a ton of people giving their input. And it's still scored off the charts. It's an FX show, but it's exclusively on Hulu. Yes. The bear is really that yep. good. Yep. I, I have no doubt. Jared, Jeremy Allen White, he was fantastic in Shameless. In, in Shameless, I have no doubt. It, it's yeah, on he the played- list. He played Lip in Shameless. Yep. Um, all the episodes are available now on Hulu, and this show will not disappoint. It's unbelievably good, and it's got that little bit of like dark comedy, a little bit, but it is more of a drama show. It's about a young chef who comes from the world of fine dining. He comes from one of the most luxurious uh, restaurants in the world, actually. Um, God, who's that loser? Joel McHale is like his apprentice chef who just like fucking hates him. And he ends up coming back to Chicago to run his family's little tiny sandwich like shop, the Vienna beef shop after his brother uh, who owned it is dead. So like he comes back and it's that story. And so like, I don't want to give anything else away, but I've talked at length before how cooking and cooking shows and that stuff has a really close place to me. Julia was a fantastic show earlier this year. And the bear gives me that kind of darker, more, gritty side it takes place in 2022 it almost feels like a sequel to shameless because jeremy allen white looks the same as lip talks the same as lip it takes place in chicago just like shameless so like it really truly feels like lip just went to run a restaurant and it's kind of cool when you put your head in that space but if you can remove it that's also a good thing it's like i said pretty funny really tense for a cooking show and i think the best part is every episode is 27 to 30 minutes it's not an hour long show i thought it was and so like i was like man but no it hits you hard it hits you quick there's zero filler all throughout its eight episode run it's getting a season two already coming next year uh so very very much looking forward to it i won't give away any spoilers but it's the drama. It's like the cooking. It's like the 
great story, great acting, great performances. Jeremy Allen White, fantastic. I recommend it highly. The Bear on Hulu. It's getting it deserves all the praise that it's getting. All right. Let's do trivia. 14 and a half for me. 13 and a half for you. I'm going to give you the question first. Give you a chance to catch up. I uh, I need it or you could take it. That's right. I can. I can technically win trivia tonight. And this is one of our longest games in the history of our trivia challenge. This this one's been going on quite a long time. Uh, this one's a tough one, but it's doable for you. How many X Games gold medals does Bucky Lassick have? Gold. 17. Gold medals, not metal medals. All right, I'll, I'll take the answers. I, I, I don't know. Okay. Six, eight, 10, 12. I think he has. I don't know. God damn it. Do I go high or do I go low? Let's go 10. Correct. Whew. It was between 8 and 10. 13 medals, 10 gold. That's why Bucky's the beast. So you got now it's 14 and a half to 14. I cannot win tonight now. Yes. And you may need the answers for this one unless you have great predator knowledge. I have no predator knowledge, as a matter of fact, so I will need the answers. Okay. Which Don't actor... give them to me right now. You never know. Of course, of course. Which actor was originally cast as the Predator in the original? Uh, yeah, I'm going to need the answers. <laughs> okay. You have... When did the first one come out, just so I can get a timeline in my head? I think it was... 80s? 80? Yeah, I'm thinking, I'm thinking like 87? Okay. 80, maybe 84, 86, like somewhere like that. That's I'm thinking like Arnold... Like, it's got to be like Arnold, Sly, Van Damme, like that stuff. That's where my head is immediately at. I was okay. It is 87. 87. I just checked. Then I'm definitely in that in that range. The Arnold, Jean-Claude Van Damme, uh, Sly range. You have A, Hulk Hogan, B, Chuck Norris, C, Jean-Claude Van Damme, or D, Dolph Lundgren. I don't think Hulk. He was a shitty campy actor. Um, Jean-Claude was one of my first thoughts. Dolph, I'm out. And who was the second one? That one sounded good, too. Chuck Norris. Oh, that's a good one. Although he feels like not like a predator guy. He feels like a, like a martial arts guy, but so does Van Damme. Chuck Norris is really tight. Enti- I'm between Norris and Van Damme. I'm slightly leaning Van Damme because he was one of my original three guesses. Uh, so I'm, I'm going to go with that one. And watch it be Dolph Lundgren. That's where I'm at right now. But yeah, I'm going to go Jean-Claude Van Damme. It was Jean-Claude. He didn't yeah, get it because he was too short. <laughs> He's only 5'9". Wow. All right, so 15 to 14. Uh, both of us got the half point. I like when both of us get hey. the half point. Hey, we'll take it. We take it. Yeah, let's start our TV discussion here at the 15-minute mark of the show. Uh, let's talk about Better Call Saul episode 12, Waterworks. Uh, Waterworks right? indeed. Yeah. And so this was, I think, a even though it was mostly in, well, I shouldn't say mostly, even though it had a lot of black and white in it, this, that, and the other, I mm-hmm. thought this was more of a return to form of what makes Better Call Saul great after two good episodes, but not my favorites. This yeah. one really 
brought a lot back. We saw the conversation with Kim. We saw Kim meeting Jesse. We, you know, even though it was unnecessary, it was really cool. Uh, we found out, you know, Mike got replaced by an automatic system at the courthouse for parking. Like there's a lot of ties here that really brought the waterworks out and Ray Seahorn just dominated the performance. Um, just really happy with this one overall. What did you think? Yeah, and like you said, the last two they were they were good episodes, but they weren't. They will never be our favorites. But it was the payoff to like this episode it was setting everything up. All led to this moment, and like you said, Ray Seahorn, she was great. I just happened to read um, they actually filmed that in an actual rental car bus that just kept circling the international uh, Sunport to the airport, and mm. it took him two takes, and he used four cameras. And the hand that you see is Vince Gilligan's wife that supports her. I, I thought um, that I was I was like, huh. That's well, she's in another episode in Breaking Bad. Yeah, she's in, I, I remember she's she did have a little camera. She's a, a school teacher in Breaking Bad. When Walt takes the microphone in the school from the principal and he like oh, just starts her. going off. Not the not the curly haired uh, Latina woman, the older white woman. She's kind of in the background. She's in that. That was yeah. not a. I did not pick that up. That was somebody on Twitter who did that. Okay. Thing. Yeah, I'm um, not that. I'm not that good. No, no, I mean, and 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 the same. Like, obviously, right? She she was fantastic, but at the same time, so is Odenkirk. Between mm-hmm. of him of him, sewing the line of being Gene, Jimmy, and Saul, and especially when he was in his house, and you know, thinking that he's going to basically put this guy down with his dog's ashes, and you see him in that moment that he was like he was there, yeah. and just the the build up of to the end of you know, I was like, oh my god, you know. It's, it this it's obviously it's the fall of Gene and he's it looks like he's gonna crash and burn. Well, he had a chance to get out of there. He chose to stay in for a little bit longer, and that's when the guy woke up. Like he had a chance. He got greedy. And and so he, yeah, he got greedy. And, and then so, it, and then freaking Jeff, the freaking idiot. Yeah, I don't understand what that was all about. That was kind of weird. Like I get it, but like he could have just drove away at normal speed and everything would have been fine. Or but he like, could have just hit, or he could have just stayed there. He he panicked, and it was weird how fast he drove. I, I, that was a one questionable decision of that heist of like, yeah, that could have been easily avoided. But you know, you know what it again, reminded me of? What? Of Family Guy and Death. All right, guys. All right, Death. Maintain. He chews the bubble gum, turns, crashes into a cop car. Like, that's what it reminded me of. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I forgot about that one. Oh, yeah, it's an old episode of Family Guy, so it, de- it definitely brought you back. But I, yeah. I, I thought it, it, was, it was brilliant. Of course, if, you know, Vince Gillian, I, I never had a doubt, but just – you know, it, it it hurt to see our girl Kim like this. Of, yep, yep, yep. That was and, some of the funniest stuff ever. Like, I just looked at Ashley and I was like, that is the funniest, like, subtly the funniest part right. of, like, the season. It was so funny. I mean, but, but just, like, the, the and, fall. And, like, you feel man. bad. Yeah, you feel oh bad. Oh, my God, the fall of, you know, what? where Kim, Kim she, was on top. She felt a lot of that, to me, though, was, like, her feeling like she wasn't worthy of. Yeah carrying on a normal life and she was like destined to be this and this is what she gets for what she did and like her biggest worry in life is could i use miracle whip in my tuna instead of mayo and like i'm wearing jeans and like ugly white shoes and And i'm singing happy birthday and yeah i have different and so like that just shows you the mundane life that she chose to live totally chose to live you see Kind of breaking out of that, going back to Albuquerque, meeting with Cheryl with the affidavit that, you know, she that that's a huge part of the story. Like what could something happen with that? We know Kim is going to show up in this final episode because she is in the promo photos. So spoiler alert there. That's that's 
semi unfortunate. Like if she if her last scene was on the bus, I'd be okay with it. Do I want her back? Absolutely. Can't wait. Yeah. Need it. But like if that was her send off, okay, fine. This show is very smart, but this next episode is going to be over an hour again. And so like they still have plenty of story to tell here. And I just wonder if there's going to be another gene timeline interaction or if gene really is going to go down here. I don't know if this show is going to kill off Bob Odenkirk. I just don't know if gene or Saul or Jimmy, whomever is going to die. Maybe, maybe like, I don't know. Like they've already done the, the dead thing with, with Walt. They've already done the away and hiding in Alaska with Jesse. What other options are there? So I, I really, truly don't know. And that's a cool thing that it's in three days or four days. And we have no idea how this show is even going to end. That's a I neat mean, thing. I'm, I'm th- it's, in my head, it's got to be two ways. One, easy. They kill him off. He dies. Two, he he deserves to be in jail for the rest of his life. And then, you know, serve in law in jail or do, teach or whatever. I don't know. I, I just see he. I just feel like he got away with too much. He has to suffer somehow. So well, well, he is suffering though. That's the oh, that's no, the thing I, though. He is suffering because you think he, he wanted suffering? to act that. You think he wanted to act that way with Kim when they were signing those divorce papers when he was such a dick. Do you think he wanted to do that? No, he was that killed him. And like that conversation they had on the phone when we finally heard it, he was a dick to her again. And so like, I, I think he is hurting so bad and suffering so bad from that. Like I almost feel the tragedy. Um, he, didn't, he didn't get his way. He's a little butthurt. So now he's acting out <laughs> right or wrong. Uh, you know, like she I, I said, know. turn yourself in. And he clearly doesn't like that because he feels like there's still stuff to do. But now I feel like that Marion found him out, which is a story we, we'll get to in a minute. Yep. Um, you know, type in con man Albuquerque into ask Jeeves and you get better call Saul. And so like, now that that is officially done, there is no going back. There is no more Gene Takovic. I don't know if he how he would feel if they got back together again, or if he if he's trying to go to her to be his safe haven or what have you. I don't know. I mean, that teaser with the esteem all clearly rusted out in the desert with him calling the vacuum guy. That's that's too on the nose to be just what happens. There's clearly more going well, on and here. Plus, and plus Robert Foster has passed. So I, I they could use audio only though. They could use his wife. They could do something like that. His kid took over to business. They, they have ways. I don't hope, I hope they don't use them quite frankly. I, it's so easy to get off on the vacuum thing. Like, can we just avoid the vacuum? It, it, I guess it's like the easy to get a jail. So card. it's so it literally is they get out of, is the stay out of jail card. And it's like, Please let's not use that. Jesse used it to end El Camino. Like what, we've well, had he it. used it to end El Camino. He used it in El Camino. Oh, and he, he used it at the end. That's right. That's right. So like for me, here's a cool thing. And this is again, not an original thought. I saw this on Reddit and thought, oh, this would be a cool thing. Brian Cranston said that him and, and uh, Aaron Paul filmed three scenes total with, you know, to be in this show. We've seen one together, one just Jesse, one just Walt. And so we saw the Jesse scene this episode. We saw the Walt and Jesse scene in E10 Breaking Bad. Now here are E11, I think. Yeah. And so like we saw that. We don't have the Brian Cranston, Bob Odenkirk scene alone. It would be really cool if the last time we saw them or their scene together is of them in that safe house during the Breaking Bad timeline waiting to both be disappeared. Like that, that would be a neat, neat thing to see more of that. 
But it's, again, one of those things, just like the Jesse and Kim thing, that's not necessarily necessary. We don't need it. It would just be kind of cool to have. But kind of go into that. Where do you think Brian Cranston still fits in here? And did you think that that Kim and Jesse scene was everything it was cracked up to be? I mean, I, I thought it was great. I, I thought it was like when kind of two worlds collide of Kim meeting Jesse, of, you know, Breaking Bad meeting Better Call Saul. And I don't know. I, I thought it worked. Of course, you know, yeah, you, you got to shoot him in the dark. It's like he's he, he aged freaking 50. Of course. So the, I, I have no complaints. I, I loved seeing him back as Jesse. I, I kind of thought he slipped back in into it of just, especially when they were all all together. But just him and Kim, I liked that having that. Um, I'm I'm definitely I'm of course I'm I'm happy as shit to see Walt back. Of I, I don't get like it makes sense because I don't even think we got like one or two scenes of them two when they were in that safe house waiting. We didn't get too much, so it kind of makes sense to get an extended scene of of them two of basically the last time they saw each other. Maybe. Maybe they say something or, you know what I mean, some type of hint that, that we're going to see. But other than that, I, I, I kind of can't see it anywhere else where where he would jump in at. Like with just a random cook or a random, like when he's leaving, I don't know. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm, I'm trying to like scroll through my Rolodex of Breaking Bad, Saul, um, like interactions with Walt or like things that he's even mentioned because what I loved about the Jesse Kim scene wasn't necessarily the Jesse Kim part. The part I loved the most was Emilio and seeing him again and like them bringing that, that whole line from breaking bed up. Yo, this guy got Emilio out twice scot-free and it's kind of cool to see that come full circle. Like, yep, there it is. Yep. He did with, I'm sure with the help of eight ball who was in, yeah. in prison as an FBI informant. So like there's so many things going or I'm sorry, a DEA informant. And so like, there's so many things going on in the show that I feel like when you see Walt and only Walt, it's either in Saul's office and they're talking or it's in probably the discipline, even in the van. Cause I don't know. No, I don't think they got in the van together, but I just mm-hmm. have a, I just have a feeling that it's going to be three, four minutes. It's going to get everybody hyped. It's going to tell that story. But like, do you want to go back to the BB universe again? Or do you just want to stick in the gene timeline this whole episode? Do you want to keep going back and forth? Or do you just want to keep going down this gene storyline? Because I also have a feeling that this might be in color, given that the teaser was in color and was clearly taking place in the gene timeline. They might give us a, a finale in color, which I think a lot of people would kind of be happy about, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I think I, I agree. I, I think it is also going to be in color. Um, I, I, I want to see Walt. Dude, this is the last time we're going to see Brian Cranston as Walt. This is it. This is this yeah. is the, the final battle that, you know. So, of course, give me the give me the three, four-minute scene that we're going to get. It's You're going to have two, A, to me, like two actors that always deliver every time they're on the screen together. It's it's what drew us in, why we love Breaking Bad. I don't know. I, I love them to share in the screen. So, if you can give me four or five more minutes, yes, please. I'll, I will enjoy every second of them. Yeah, it it feels like I mean it very smart choice to to keep the saw stuff. I'm sorry, the uh, yeah the the better call saw. Sorry, the Breaking Bad timeline saw Goodman stuff in color and the Gene timeline in black and white. Even just for like the so we know which one's which. Yeah, so we know where we stand. Yeah, Uh, Ashley and I are currently watching a show on Peacock called Doctor Death. And there are more, every episode probably has seven or eight time jumps. And every single time they put the date that it's supposed to be on, 
on the screen. And it's like, how many times do you have to tell us that you're in January, 2012? But then you look back on the episode and you're like, what timeline was that? What year is this? And you almost kind of needed it to remember. So like, I like that the subtle just color difference is all we need to know. It never tells you 2010, 2012, 2016. It never does that. So I appreciate that. Do we get a flash forward at all in this show? Like, are we going to end with six years down the line and like a going out teaser? Or do you feel like we're getting a definitive end to this character? No, no cliffhanger. We know how it ends. I mean, I think we'll, we know how, I think we'll at least get the end of Jimmy and Kim. They, they, I think they have to, they're literally the the only two characters that are left that we even care about. Right. Everyone else is dead and gone. Except for Marion, if you care about her, like she's a pretty yeah, cool I mean, character. You know, I'm, I mean, you know, she, she was great. You know, yeah, we, we might as well mention that the scene at the end where you're thinking to yourself for that split second, like, is he going to do it? Is he going to, you know, pardon the pun, break bad or kill this man? What was he about <laughs> to do that? Like for a split second, you see him, you, you kind of see him literally turning to the, like the darkest side. Yeah. I, I don't know if that was more of a ploy, like, just like she's so old and frail and it doesn't no, necessarily dude, the way he, the way he the way he I had agree. that cord Come i on. agree but maybe it was just a scare tactic like i would never do it because two seconds later corner. but two seconds later he has like a change of heart almost he believes her when she said like why'd you do this or whatever she said and he like Let's I the believed go. I believed in you or I trusted you or whatever. Yeah. And he like lets the life alert go instead of ripping it off her neck, which is what he should have done. He let it go. And like he fell back a little bit. So I don't know if he ever actually had it in him or if that was just like a scare tactic to her of like, don't mess with me. I'll do it. But we all know he wasn't going to. I don't think he has it in him to, to kill. For, for so a like, second, I swear it crossed his mind. I, I truly believe it crossed of course, his I mind. I think it crossed his mind. And because just. When you know, you're up against a corner like that, you, yeah, exactly. You, you know what I mean? It's it's f- yeah. fight or flight for a second. He said, right, "Oh, right. Well, I gotta." You know what I mean? Gotta so I, I just thought both of them, Carol was a Carol Burnett, Carol and, Burnett, and Bob Oakert. They they were brilliant. Yeah, and and I think like another reason why I think this final episode could be in color is because we saw the second ever color in Gene's timeline, which was a Breaking or a Better Call Saul YouTube commercial. Um, and you know you saw the color flash in his glasses, very similar to episode one of the series. Same commercial, same color, same glasses. So like that's been this subtle hint the whole time that we might get this color ending because now everything's on the table. There is no more black and white in his life. Everything is out there, and he can kind of live, or I guess see the finality of his storyline. And I think like yes, uh, conventional wisdom says this show ends with him turning himself in, and then you know here's another thing. Does he turn himself in in Florida? Does he go to Florida, turn him? This is original. I'm kind of coming up on the spot. Does he go to Florida, turn himself in in Florida? Because Kim realizes I want to get back into the law because we heard that teaser from her a while ago of her being sworn into the office of, but that might've been of New Mexico. I can't remember. What if, what if they both turn themselves in? She's about to. I mean, she gave a sworn right. affidavit to, to Cheryl. She's so, ready to. So, so I, would, I would just kind of tag along to you of going to Florida. They go, they meet up, they have whatever, and then they, they turn themselves in. I don't know. She they has nothing to turn herself in for, though. There's no criminal record. That's There is nothing there. Well, she, she was the accomplice of being with Jimmy. Of, so, you know, technically, she wasn't. Yeah, she left. She but left. the fall of Howard. She left before he became Saul and got in with the police. She was already gone by the Breaking Bad timeline. So, and the Howard thing was mean, but there was no criminal action there. 
there was nothing. So like, you know, impersonating a judge maybe is a misdemeanor. Maybe yeah, that's a, a oh small God, felony. Yeah, that, I mean, that's I not something you turn felony. your. I think that's a felony. That's, you know, <laughs> you that's can't something do that. you turn yourself in for though. <laughs> I, I don't. I just don't know. I mean, like, yeah, we played a trick on a guy. Like, we faked a cocaine habit. That's not really a thing to to be turned in for. He clearly does. He's wanted for five million dollars. But, but you were a kind of accomplice whatever. to a murder. You were just you were there. You, obviously, you didn't do it, but you that were still mean there. You're an accomplice though. That doesn't just because you were there doesn't mean you're an accomplice. Accessory things like that that means he was a part of it. She was clearly on the defensive. Lala came there to to kill them almost. So let's just see. I mean, we got three days. We'll figure it out. Conventional wisdom says he turns himself in or at least ends up in jail. But like Partius says, like Slip and Jimmy might have one more in him because he just ran out that door. Like he's just like. Well, I'm he's got run. to now, man. He's he's on the run. But so. where? But my thing is like, where does he go? Because when she says that, and they know it's Saul Goodman. Well, here's the thing: she she probably then says his name. Told me his name was Gene Takovic. They can then look up his address and get to his apartment because he has those diamonds there. He's got other things there. So, so see, that's where home? he's going. He has to shoot back home, gra- at least grab the diamonds and leave. Right? He needs at least so- that's his money. I just don't know how far away he lives from them. And does he have enough time before the cops could even get there? Because like she just says into her life alert, his name is Gene Takovic. They immediately route that to the cops. And within 10 minutes, they could be there. I just don't know. So like, where does he end up? Where does he go? Does he try to go back to Florida? Because he now knows where Kim is. He knows she's in Tunic Township. Whatever. He could go back to Albuquerque. She's still there, I think. On the bus, that's where we left her. That was a bus in Albuquerque, I believe. I don't think that was back in Florida. Um, So... Man, just like cannot wait. Does he try to reach out to her and she like shuts the door on him? Does yep man answer the door and he's like, Yep. Come yep, on in, yep. Come yep. on in, yep. Do you want some miracle whip? <laughs> like, I don't know. And it's just like it's it's so fun to say there's one episode left and we don't even have a clue of where it's going. Anything else you wanted to add to the better call saw discussion before we move oh, on? It's, I just you thank Vince and Peter Gold for a hell of a ride for two fantastic shows. Yeah, and the final episode, Saul Gone, will be written and directed by Peter Gould. So it's uh, it's going to be out there, man. I'm super excited for it, and we hope you are too. Uh, welcome back to the folks who skipped this for the spoilers. Uh, we did 18 minutes, so not bad. Actually, close to 19 minutes on one episode. So welcome back if you missed the last 19 episodes. Spoilers are gone. The Better Call Saul talk is done. We're moving on. We're staying in that universe for a second, though, but no spoilers here. Per deadline, Vince Gilligan is working on a new original TV series, but not in the Breaking Bad timeline. And I think it's good. Let, let him step away a little bit. You know, I, I think he I, I would say he's done. I, I kind of can't see. I know I posted on IG of kind of like a phase two of Breaking Bad. It was like better bang Hank and the return of Flynn or, you know, all, all these other titles. But I, I think I think he should be done. I think it's time for him to kind of move on, go on to something else. The price is right with that guy with the Hummer and the baseball cards. I mean, he could always Hancock. he could always finally get to that sequel to Hancock that he that he wrote. Oh Jesus! No thanks. Oh, I mean, yeah, after Will Smith, you're right. Did you like that movie? I got. I kind of did. Will Smith, Charlie Theron, Jason Bateman, Eddie Jason Marsden. Bateman. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I I didn't I like, like it too much. Gu- gu- guilty pleasure. I, I I gotta say, guilty pleasure. I think there was some funny scene with a park bench. I can't remember, and like uh, I can't remember. I've only seen the movie once, and and I, I chuckled one time. But this series is described as a blended, grounded, thought-provoking genre drama, genre drama, and has been compared to the Twilight Zone. 
So, you know, the good thing here is it has nothing to do with BB or Better Call Saul. So, like, somebody put on our Facebook, well, this is going to be tough because he's going to be compared to that. I disagree because this has nothing to do with that. It's almost nice to be able to do something polar opposite because there can be no comparisons. Like, what are you going to compare it to? Especially if it's this fictionalized drama piece. I mean, he, you know, he was a director, writer, and executive producer on the on the X Files from '95 to '02. So he's got the little paranormal in him. Yeah, and that's what I'm saying. So he's definitely, you know, he's got the, the pen for it. So I mean, again, I'm, it's, it's Vince Gilligan. I'm, I'm always going to give him the benefit of the doubt. I'm definitely going to give it a, a shot. Yeah, for sure. Anything Vince touches, I'm, I'm in on that. So good yeah, stuff. we got to see the pilot. It looks like HBO Max's Green Lantern series and subsequently the Blue Beetle film although this is the TV section, are safe. However, it looks like Doom Patrol and Titans may not be. I mean, like the the Blue Beetle, I did read, like they finished filming in July. So like that, that like film's done. They're probably just finishing up the edit. Um, I'm glad, I'm, I hope so. Not- Batgirl. <laughs> well, I'm, well, but, well, Batgirl wasn't done filming. They still, they did say that they still had a little bit left to do. But, you know, again, for the most part, I would say like 80%, that movie, yes, was basically done. Um, I hope the Green Lantern series doesn't come because, um, you know, the Green Lantern movie with Reynolds, it didn't get like the fair shake that need to. The Green Lantern core has the potential to be something great. So hopefully that will continue. And the Doom Patrol, I didn't even finish last season of Doom Patrol. So it, it kind of slipped off on me on the last, I guess, the last season. Just I thought it was a little bit slow. Of, um, I didn't you know, even start it. So I don't So care. I think it's season four. That's a nice little run. Titans is on the, what, the fifth? You know, this will be season five, I believe, yeah. Yeah, so you know, to get five seasons of a superhero show, like I, I think you take that. that. That's a solid run, and you know, for, if that's all we get, I mean, that's I don't know. It showed that it can be done, and that the next time it's done, of you know, we're doing Nightwing or all these other characters, that you push the boundaries and just be a little bit better. This tells me that that kind of cements the thought that Swamp Thing is never coming back. Yeah, I mean, between that and, you know, I haven't heard anything from the Justice League Dark movie and or TV show. Constantine's yeah. been quiet, so it's, you know, not, no news. Ain't, you know, it's it's not good. But hopefully they're <laughs> setting up with this 10-year plan that, that I keep hearing about. Yeah, I mean, they need it. They need a plan. I don't even care if it's five years, seven years, 25 years. doesn't matter to me. But they need some sort of structure. And they have to find a way to better balance the movie TV thing. Because, like, Marvel... Right now, they've kind of gone all in on just Disney+. Plus. Yeah. DC, you get the CW-verse, and you get the HBO Max-verse, and there's potential for more on other – like, there's other things. And so, like, if you can consolidate that down – and I'm not saying we choose this CW because all those shows are whack. Well, you got to think. The Flash has got a 13-episode final nine season, then it's done. That's the last, like, superhero show. Stargirl, but I haven't heard anything about a season three. Yeah, it's, no, they, they, they are getting the uh, it's either season three or four that is coming this year. Um, still no news with uh, Superman and Lois. I watched the first season. I, I thought the first season was great. I Didn't the second season it. recently come out, though? Or yeah, was that part whole, two of season one? I, I, it was the, the second season. And, yeah. and from what I've been hearing from people, people have been loving it. I just haven't had time to even sit down and watch it. But, I, you know, hopefully, again, it's DC, you know, from Arrow, from Smallville to Arrow. I just think now they they kind of need a new group. I did read a report before we came on that possibly um, Dwayne the Rock Johnson is like a consultant on the DC film schedule of kind of he's I'm not saying he's the Kevin Feige, but he's one of the big guys that possibly could have a yay or say in what's going to be happening in the next ten years. Because like he said, the higher That's, power is that a is good about thing? 
Is that a I good mean, thing? I mean, if you know, if Dwayne's passionate about it, you know, obviously he's been trying to make Black Adam for fifteen years, and he's trying to, you know, he's basically the hope. If Henry Cavill comes back as, as Superman, we probably have Dwayne to thank there. And then it's just what what's his plan? What heroes and villains does he want to see? I mean, I, I imagine it's something new, something fresh. It's not going to be something that we've seen before. So as long as it's just not the same villains and, and same shit that we always see, give me something new, something fresh, and 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 I'll be there. I'm passionate about Pokemon. It doesn't mean I would be good at making a game. You never know. There's more to life than passion. Like he's got to actually be good at this. At some point, someone's got to get in there that's actually good at this. And like right now, there's well, not. I mean, so. I like to think that Dwayne can find the right people to put the pieces together to to make this happen for DC because they they need to turn around big time. He could uh, he could just run for president too. That's still up in the air. Who the hell knows? I'm sure he has a shot. <laughs> the price for Disney Plus is going away up. And let me tell you a little bit more about this context here. Um, I, well, I say I should, in my notes, I have photo, but then my dumbass deleted the photo. Basically, Disney Plus, the ad version, is launching later this year. I think it's like November 11th or 18th, something like that. So that I, I is it coming. Was, I think it was December 8th. There you go. So it's coming soon this year. And that'll be $8, which is what Disney Plus launched at originally when it first came out. So we have that. So if you want Disney Plus for that old school price, then you can sign up for the ad version. There will be in four minutes of ads per hour, which is insanity. That's a ton of ads um, for a streamer. It's like, get rid of cable. It's like, well, this is just cable now, but it's costing me internet bandwidth like this is insane yeah so or you can go with disney plus premium i think they're calling it. they're adding a second thing after the plus it's gonna be plus premium uh and that'll be what 12 bucks yep. 11 bucks 12 bucks yeah, now 99 so like what the fuck for no ads that's two years three years 2019 so three years and this shit's already gonna be up four bucks three bucks yes. from where it started that's insane now it's you know Insane. all the all the streaming services they started cheap now everything's you know Netflix twenty Amazon Prime one twenty you yeah. know I mean, Apple's it's, it's what business one hundred one right you get them in the door at the low yep. price point and then when you have them sticky you you raise your price eventually I mean that's like clearly everybody does that but at the same time brother like that's insane and Disney it, it, Plus just passed I think they just. Is either they passed or Disney? No, Disney Plus plus Hulu plus ESPN plus just passed Netflix, which is whatever. I mean, that's that's three streaming services, so that's whatever. But like, they have a ton of subs, and that's like what three dollar a dollar extra. I I can't even. That's so much math. I don't even want to do it. No, it it just sucks because who who wants four minutes? Of ads in an hour. We watch an episode of TV. It's an hour and two minutes. Almost there for four minutes. Like no. Now we're. I'm like, God damn it! Now you got to pay the extra three dollars because who who the hell wants ads? Yeah, you have to do it. I mean, we're, we're a sucker. I mean, hey, the way I look at it, Disney guys, everyone, all their films, they're two hundred plus million. They're making these TV shows. They're you know twenty million a pop. Yeah, a lot of people maybe ain't watching it. So how are they going to recoup? They're going to raise Disney Plus, and us suckers, we're going to pay for it because we need it. Because we're going to need to watch the the Star Wars, the Marvel, the the Pixar's, and we're suckers, and we're going to pay for it. My only thing is, I would I would drop it like a bad habit, but I can't because 
Helena yep. watches it every day. So I'm watching Bluey for my $11. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I mean? So it's I, I'm going to be they could raise it to 20 and I'm going to have to stay because if I told <laughs> Helena she doesn't get Disney anymore, she would walk out. She at three years old. At three years old, she'd stand on the street with her thumb out and say, somebody adopt me. I'm, I'm sure. I need, I'm I need my Disney. I'm done in this house. But what we wanted to do was give our top three favorite streaming services right now. So that's kind of where our top three is going to be this week. Just our favorite services. Kind of like Sam posted a really good question to me. He said, if if you could only keep three and you had to get rid of every other streamers, like what would you keep? So I think that that's a really cool headspace to be in for you as well as we do this top three of like what? would we keep if we only could keep three? So I'll kick it over to you for your number three. And the reason for my number three is as Netflix, because it's in me and Kelly's cell phone plan with T-Mobile. So that saves us 20 bucks a month that, that, you know, adds up, man. So what do we keep? Obviously, as long as we keep T-Mobile, we get this program for free and Netflix. Yes, it keeps going and we're locked in with contract T-Mobile. So they can't get out of not paying the free Netflix. So Netflix is on my list. Uh, number three, ironically, for the same reasons I just said, is Disney Plus because of my girls. I could not get rid of it if I wanted to simply for them. I would get rid of it in a heartbeat at $11. Fuck that noise. But I'll mm-hmm. keep it because I love my family. Um, so that's why Disney Plus makes my list because I'm a selfless human being. My number two is Disney Plus. I, I'm a nerd. I, I where am I going to get my Star Wars? Where am I going to get my Marvel? Oh, I do have a little a little pet peeve with, with Disney Plus. So this whole time, I never, I Daredevil never showed up on my feed. I was like, oh, I was, oh, you have to change it to mature. But 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 I, I was trying to get Prey because Prey wasn't coming up in my search. So you can't change your parental services through, like where my PS. I was watching my PS5. You actually have to go to your mobile app. To do it, you have to jump through like so many hoops to actually change it to get the mature rating. It took me like 10 minutes. I was like, this, this is goddamn unacceptable. It should just be log in, go to your settings, change it. There it is. They made me go through so many damn hoops just so I can have, I can see Daredevil on my goddamn list. I just thought that was unacceptable. <laughs> Make it easier. Come on. My number two is probably my favorite streaming service right now. Um, it's only number two because it's got finite options. It doesn't have a million options. All the options it has are great, and that's Apple TV Plus, but it doesn't have everything in the world like my number mm-hmm. one. So Apple TV Plus is my number two. It's got my two favorite shows pretty much on right now with Ted Lasso and For All Mankind. Um, obviously, I say that breaking, I should say on streamers because Breaking Bad is, or I'm sorry, Better Call Saul's on TV. So. Uh, yeah, I love Apple TV plus the for all mankind season three finale is on today. So like, I'm not prepared for that. And then I got to wait another year plus for the, the fourth season. So there's that we know Ted Lasso season three, it's final season is coming in the next probably eight months or so. So like, that'll be here soon enough. It's got blackbird. It's got physical. It's got uh, a billion trying this season three of trying has been unbelievable. It's been great right back to the roots. So I'm loving Apple TV plus every show on there is just fan fucking tastic. Very few C is I heard season three is not that bad. So, or season four, whatever the final season is. So yeah, I love Apple TV plus I've been on that train since almost day one. Um, the morning show is coming back for season three and they cast John ham. So maybe I'll get back into that show. Apple TV plus for five bucks a month is the best value to me for a streaming service. My number one, it's Amazon Prime. 
I, I need my I need my two day shipping. I'm I'm spoiled. I've had the, I think I've had Prime since 2015. Uh, I, I'm a sucker for it. Again, yeah, I know you get music and stuff like that. I don't really do the music, but The Boys is is one of my favorite shows out right now. We got the spin also that show coming out. You have Reacher, which was the first season I freaking loved. I cannot wait for season two. I love Sneaky Pete. A great show that I feel like not a lot of people have seen. And I'm still slacking. I want to check out The Outer Range with Josh Brolin. I've actually heard pretty good things. And yeah, it's 120 bucks a year. But just the fact that what, you know, what, especially what, what shipping rates are going for and, and how long it can actually be. I feel like Amazon Prime, is, especially for us, we have two giant warehouses like right around our area. So many times I get shit the same same day. So Amazon Prime, I think it would be the last one I would ever give up. Amazon Prime is not on my list because like I, I'm separating the streaming service from the Amazon Prime part of it. I've actually been a Prime member since 2010, which is insanity. I call them and they're like, thank you for being a member since 2010. I'm like, you're fucking welcome, dude. Now give me back my shoes that my neighbor stole from my front step. Um, actually, houses. My third favorite show of 2022 so far is called As We See It. I've never talked about it on this pod so far. It's been on my pick of the week list since January or February when I watched it. And it still holds as my top three favorite show this year. It's a show about a bunch of, I won't say kids, about a bunch of 20-somethings on the spectrum that all live together and like their trials and tribulations of, of that kind of cohabitation while being on the spectrum and each having their own thing. Fantastic show. Maybe I'll talk about it more at the end of the year. Plus in August, I think August 12th or whatever. So soon is the, uh, I think it actually might be tomorrow or today as we're recording this. Yeah. A league of their own, that TV show, all the episodes are out right now. So as you're hearing this, a league of their own, that wonderful baseball movie, that series is out. So Prime is not to be underrated. It would probably be number four for me uh, on my list. Hulu 5, Netflix 6. It's probably where I'd go. But my number one is HBO Max. Um, not only does it have fantastic original content uh, that hopefully stays around. Like that's my only trepidation is like the service is turning into some bullshit. But if they integrate Discovery Plus and I get to watch my Mythbusters for free. And my my man versus wild. Well, let's let's rock. But you got the OC on there. You got Degrassi, the next generation on there. So my nostalgia bones are all over the place for that. I love that. But we own the night. Tokyo Vice, Julia. Um, they took off some of the stuff like American Pickle was like a decent movie uh, with Seth Rogen and stuff like that. But it's got such wonderful stuff. Plus, it's got HBO built into it. So that's where we watch Veep and The Sopranos and Game of Thrones and all the other HBO shows that we bury. And, you know, that's where I'm going to watch House of the Dragon and Hard Knocks and all this awesome stuff that I watch on HBO. Plus, it's got the entire HBO library of movies that, you know, the thousand movies that are available and the awesome, amazing HBO documentaries, which to me are second to none. When it comes to like the Tiger Woods one and the Andre the Giant one and all those cool murder docs, I love you now die and who killed Garrett Phillips. Those are the stuff that I love. So I consume a ton of HBO content. It's killing me what the new CEO is doing from WBD, what they're doing to this service. I hope it kind of keeps a lot of its structure because I watch it every single day. I put something on from there, whether it's an episode of the OC or Degrassi, just in the background, whatever. I can't live without HBO Max. Don't take it away from me. I love it. That is my number one. Uh, Our final story in television before we go to gaming and or the Rogue One Star Wars series is coming out September 21st. We learned the release schedule 
and we're getting on the debut day, we're getting three episodes. I do like the the drop of releasing the first three. Just kind of you can kind of sink your teeth in a little bit. Sometimes one, you, you know, you're only getting your toe wet. It's not enough. So we're getting what twelve episodes first season. They already picked it up for a twelve episode second season. I think that will conclude the series. And then the end of that will lead right to Rogue One. Um, Diego Luna, I liked him. Stellan Skarsgård's cool. Fiona Shaw's in it. She was a character actress. She was in like all the Harry Potters. She was actually in the Super Mario Brothers movie with John Leguizamo. Um, so I'm again, the, the show looks good. I'm, you know, I didn't think I at first I wasn't really excited at all because obviously we know what happens in Rogue One. But after seeing the trailer, it looks like you know it looks like it actually looks way obviously way like. Like, not as cheaply shot as Boba Fett was. This looks like there's actually, like, money behind it. You know what I mean? I, don't know, I just felt like with the motorbikes, it kind of took me out of it a little bit. So this, I'm kind of looking at more being, like, more grounded Star Wars. So, looking to see. Who was the person you said was in the Mario movie? Fiona Shaw. Who did she play? Did she play Princess Daisy? She played Lena. Oh, wow. Really? Yep. Hmm. Huh. That's something else. I was expecting, usually when we do this pod, that Thursday night at 9 o'clock tweet from Nintendo comes out with like this month's N64 game, and we always break that news, and I thought it would be tonight, because usually they drop it. Yeah, you always do it like a last minute. Oh, man, give it another 20 minutes. No, it's 9 o'clock, and they just tweeted something out, but it wasn't that. So I'm like, huh. I'm wondering, my theory cap is going, because we haven't gotten it yet. We usually get it about this week, and it usually comes out next week or the week after my i what if because on tuesday the 23rd is gamescom so what if what if what if they announce the golden eye remaster from cuz xbox is doing a conference and then nintendo says yeah by the way golden eye is our n64 game this month it's coming out now or the 25th or 26th oh man wouldn't that be nice so you know i'll be wrong i'm sure they'll announce it tomorrow at 9 a.m and i'll be wrong and this will age very poorly but my theory had is going crazy that this month could be the golden eye month because it is also august is this is golden eyes like 30th anniversary or 25th or whatever anniversary so um, this month. So I don't know. I, I think we might hear some news on it. Apparently we only haven't because of the Russian yeah. uh, Ukraine war. So we will see my friends, uh, but you know, theory time. Now let me take it over in gaming. And I feel like it's been a while since we delayed a game. So let's start with it. Marvel's midnight suns has been delayed indefinitely. Yeah. We're starting and ending gaming with a delay. Unfortunately, uh, yeah, Marvel's Midnight Suns delayed indefinitely. We don't have a new date, and I don't give a shit. Uh, this was a game that never hooked me from the first second. It never will. I don't care. But I know people out there do, and it's specifically our listener base. So I felt it important to lead our gaming section off with this delay, just so you're aware. It's going to be a while till you're playing Midnight Suns. And it's a shame. Like I, As soon as they showed the first thing, what, last earlier this year? I don't even know when the first time last I got something. I, I was. Game, out, I, I was, think the Game Awards, or maybe even uh, that Jeff Keighley Summer Game Fest last year, but it, it was okay, twenty twenty. Yeah, I, I was out from the jump. It looked like crap. Avengers missed, and I feel like this game. I mean, shit. I wouldn't be surprised they scrapped this shit. Guardians hit though, and you still got to play it. That was a fucking great game. A great game. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. New Tekken and Fatal Fury games were teased at Evo this past weekend. Yeah, Tekken 8 
I mean, we're going to get it. They had uh, uh, Kazuya or Kazuya uh, looking down. They had the teaser going. Everybody's hyped on the new Tekken. But for me, the big story here is that a new Fatal Fury game, my favorite fighting game franchise of all time besides Mortal Kombat, is coming back. And I love Where's Bloody Roar at. <laughs> gone frick, man <laughs> i love fatal fury terry bogart is in smash like i never thought fatal fury would be in smash he's my main so i use terry bogart all the time in smash so like to have a new fatal fury game is great i'm a little weary because snk is is uh mostly owned now by the saudi government and like you know i'm not gonna open that can of worms but that's not great but hopefully, hopefully, hopefully this Fatal Fury game doesn't launch as one of those fucking games as a service. And maybe it's free to play, but you got to pay a billion dollars for Joe and May or Mai and all these other characters. Like, make it just a cool fighting, you know, I don't know, King of Fighters. I don't know if you'll do 2D. I don't know if you'll do 2.5D. I don't know how they're going to rock it. But Fatal Fury is one of the greatest fighting games of all time. The original. It's so good specifically the Genesis version. And so I hope that uh hope this game's fun. I hope this game's great. I'm looking forward to whatever Fatal Fury lies in store. Tekken, cool, but not my favorite. Tekken 2, great game. It's about it for me. So we had a Splatoon 3 direct this week. I couldn't give a shit less about Splatoon, my friend. I just couldn't. And coming from the Nintendo guy in the pod, I know that sounds crazy, but I've never been in love with Splatoon so much and Splatoon 3 has never really captivated me. I did not watch the direct. I don't plan to. It was 30 minutes of stuff that won't intrigue me. So why would I waste my time? I do know, though, there is a chance for me to get into this game. I don't know if I'm going to be able to play it. And if I do, I don't know how much I'm going to love it because it just looks like Splatoon 2. But there will be a one-day free online Splatfest demo on August 27th. From noon to midnight Eastern. So if you're interested in Splatoon, if you missed the first one or the second one, and you're thinking, okay, I I want a new shooter. I want to try this cool game from Nintendo. um, You can play for one day online for free. A Splatfest is where you choose sides uh, in like a mayo versus ketchup, and you choose mayo and like things like that. They do these fun little events, and it'll be a one-day Splatfest August 27th from noon to midnight Eastern. If you want to try Splatoon 3 for free i will probably pass uh on that opportunity but you never know ea and the nfl have agreed to a multi-year extension to keep the madden franchise as it currently stands as much as we all want madden to improve from a gameplay uh standpoint or maybe some innovation maybe take it back to the simpler times it's not every year it's not it's going to be the same shit every year 22 is a broken mess 23 probably will be as well, but you know where this game shines and why EA and and the NFL are so apt to keep the relationship open is the esports aspect of it. Yep. Madden Online on Twitch and the Madden League and you know on ESPN and all the stuff that Madden Online brings. Shit, the game could be the same every year because if they go too crazy with it, that's a whole year of adjustment from high level Madden players because that's where the money's made. Yeah. No one cares about like the game sales. The game's going to sell every year because it's the NFL product. There are people that buy a PlayStation 5 or Xbox or whatever simply to buy Madden and Call of Duty every year. Uh, so, yeah, this couldn't be less exciting for me as somebody who would like something new from the NFL. But from like a business standpoint, of course, it makes the most sense. Kirby's Dream Buffet got a release date of August 17th. 
six days from now, we're going to be playing a new Kirby game. That was the game that was announced like a month ago, randomly on Twitter, where you race through and you eat strawberries and you try to get to the end. Very Fall Guys-esque, so almost like Nintendo's version of Fall Guys. So we'll try that one out. I don't know how much it is, if it's free for NSO players or if it's 20 bucks. If I have to pay a cent for it, I'm passing. If I get it for free with my online subscription, I will play it and let everybody know. But six days from now, new Kirby game, pretty cool. So next Wednesday, the 17th, that will be out. Oh, you said it. We're ending the last story with another delay. Metal Slug Tactics delayed till 2023. Yeah, this one hurts a little bit. I love Metal Slug. I like tactical games. I like the idea of Metal Slug Tactics. So this sucks. But at the same time, I don't care at all because my strategy tactical game is coming this year. It's Mario plus Rabbids Sparks of Hope. The sequel is coming in two months. So like, I don't care if this game gets delayed because I got something else to scratch that itch. I'm more than happy to. And before we move off the gaming section, I want to put it out into the ether and let everybody know that I canceled my Game Pass subscription. So as of right now, I know, as of right now, my Xbox Series X is a paperweight. That is what it is. I, I don't have any games for it outside of what I use for Game Pass. It was my Game Pass machine. I will be getting Game Pass back when Starfield comes out. I will get Game Pass back. This is not the last you've heard of me, Game Pass. But there's so I have lo- so little time to game these days, uh, and there are no titles that are captivating me. I I haven't bought a video game outside of Coromon in forever, um, and so like. I'm just playing the old shit for now. I'm finishing up Coromon. I'm on, I think I'm on the last boss. I'm 21 hours in. I'm, I'm excited for that. I played a lot last night. So I'm just basically waiting for Sparks of Hope, The Last of Us, Pokemon, and God of War. That's where I'm at. And those are four pretty big-ass games with not a lot of time left this year. So I canceled my Game Pass subscription. I'll get it back one day. Let's finish the show in the movie section. Uh, just over an hour. Good. We're making good time tonight. Um, so Sam, uh, <laughs> again, this could just be like, gaming. I, I don't even, I don't even know how to take this one. <laughs> 2.0 per the Hollywood reporter, a live action, which is the craziest part of all this. It'd be hilarious. Yeah. If it's just I, a guy in a costume, Pac-Man movie is in development. I, dude, my brain doesn't even know how to like take this news. I, I, I don't know how it's going to look. I, I my guess I, I, is I like, want to see a trailer. I want to see what this looks like. My I guess is since it's live action, it'll be very pixels like because there was a Pac Man in pixels. So like it'll oh, yeah, be without du- That's right. Yeah, That's right. it'll be a bunch of humans, and then Pac Man will be CG. I mean, they're clearly not going to get a guy in a costume or anything like that. So it'll be you know. And I don't if know. Maybe, maybe Christian could do one of his you know his body metamorphoses. Oh geez. Uh, <laughs> You know, I I am just not excited at all about this because what about the ghosts and all that? Like, I just I need to see it. I don't think I've wanted to see a trailer for anything. Like, I, I mean, I'm they did it with Sonic. They they did it with Sonic. They have a CG Sonic in a live action human but world. Sonic, literally, like, but Sonic, I don't know. It, Sonic, my brain's like okay, but Pac Man brain's like it does not compute. Yeah, there were some Pac-World games where Pac-Man was not just in a maze eating little pellets. I mean, like, Pac-Man exists outside of that world. We see that the repack uh, Pac-War, Pac-Man World or whatever it's called is coming out soon or came out already. I don't know, the remake of the PS1 game. Like, 
there is potential for Pac-Man to live in a real universe, but I'm like, does he walk around and just go narka, 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 waka, waka, waka? Like, I just think a family guy every time uh, with that, but this is, this is not exciting. I don't like the Sonic movies. I'm not going to like this movie, but I'm interested to see what the story is going to revolve around and why and how they're going to make it important. Cause I just don't see a world where this movie is going to be any good. Uh, Sonic three, speaking of Sonic uh, and movies, I don't care about Sonic three, got a theatrical release date, December 20th, 2024. You're going to ring uh, Sonic three in the holidays there. I just was not expected to be this fast. Literally two years after the second one. Well, the first, right. the second one was two years after the first one. Though. The first one was February, 2020. So, or January, actually, I think. So, and this one came out in 2022 in April. So it was two years and three months. So very similar timelines. It's actually yeah, two I mean, and a half years. Yeah, it's the, actually the, the longest wait. And the, the second one, I guess, did good. $110 million budget made $402 million worldwide. So. The Sonic movies are about to gross a billion. Yeah, they did just great. They did fantastic. And, and Knuckles is confirmed for the third one. So that's cool. I'm, yeah. I, I still didn't see the second one. I'm slacking. I did. I just didn't talk about it. Because they don't care. It was, yeah, you, it was, well, if you didn't like the first one, I, you know, what are the no, chances you're like? I will one? disagree. I liked it better than the first one, and I think people that liked the first one are really gonna like the second one. Perfect. Um, but I just, I just for me, I can't know. wait to use this pick of the week. Thank you. Uh, it's on something. Oh, it's on Paramount, I think. So it's a streamer that neither one of us have. I've had it twice mm. and I've canceled it both times. It's not. It's not that great. Dragon Ball Super Superhero. Is coming very soon. We have the review. IGN says the more things change in the series, the more they stay the same. But Dragon Ball Super Superhero mostly manages to successfully thread the needle between past and present, both showing love for the now uh, codified personalities of the characters and finding a new path for them. Better still, it does so with an exciting sense of style, pushing the franchise into new aesthetic territory that actually works for the most part despite some growing pains. While reminders of the franchise's history sometimes undermine adjustment to these visuals, it's hard not to be won over by them in the end. 8 out of 10? No, it's IGN, bro. 7? Yeah, come on. Yeah, it's gotta, I mean, it's gotta I'm, be where I'm, I'm looking at some reviews. I see one guy gave it a B-, minus. I see 4 out of 5. Again, it seems like maybe me. take might take me a second to kind of get used to the animation. Um, it already made uh, 18.2 million in Japan, and I'm actually going to see this movie. I bought tickets. Me and Neil, we're going to see this next Friday. It is not playing in Chamonix, so we are going to New Jersey to go see this. It was the only one I could go see. I had to see this, and it's in English, uh, no subtitles, and it's, you know, again, Sean Schimmel, everyone's back, Christopher Sabbath, the same voice cast that basically did it. Your boy, Charles... Martinet, is that say his last name? Martinet, yeah. Yeah, he's playing he's, he's Mag- Mario. He he's playing Mag Magenta, whoever that is in this movie. So I just see his smiling face in this little promo shot. Thought that was kind of funny. But I'm looking forward to it. It looks like this one's kind of be on Piccolo and Gohan. Hopefully, you know, Gohan needs his due. He hasn't shined since yeah, he had the obviously Super Saiyan 2 and Cell and maybe even before Boo Saga, he turned Super Saiyan 2 and Gets his life force taken, but I'm I'm looking forward to it. It's been a while. Go on, Super Saiyan two. It's been my favorite since a kid. I cannot wait. Let's go. The final story we have before Sam takes us home would be the Uncharted movie. This is more of just a PSA. The Uncharted movie is now on Netflix. If you haven't watched it yet, 
Yeah, and it did, dude. It's it's definitely worth the watch. I think you, you can enjoy this movie whether you, you played the games or not. It's an hour and 45 minutes. Tom Holland, Mark Wahlberg, Antonio Banderas. Action, comedy, a little bit of everything in it. And um, I'm ready for the sequel as long as his brother Sam's in it. <laughs> you know my brother Sam. Sam, bring us home with your OG CGC. I, I feel like this this one is like the longest one in the making. Uh, I was after this book probably for over four years. Um, again, when you're when you're after the the golden age books, they just you can't just go on eBay and just type them in and look. It, it's there, there's not many like that. You can't just do it like that. But my I made a goal. I don't remember which I don't remember the first issue I got, but I remember I said I'm going to attempt to try to get this Batman two to eleven run. And I'm talking about the golden age from Batman one from the first appearance of Joker and Catwoman. It's a little expensive. So I said, you know what? Let me try two to 11, which, you know, again, they're still expensive books, but one is on like another planet. So the last one I needed for the last four years was Batman six. I can never find the right copy. I need it. My idea behind this of the golden age two through 11, that the minimum grade always had to be at least a 4.0 or better and absolutely no cream pages. So it'd either be off white or off white to white or just white pages. And I happen to see this one come up. It was, I believe, Comic Connect. And huge shout out to collectors underscore underscore comics on IG. That's Tom and David. Uh, David has a YouTube channel on, on, on YouTube. It's collectors underscore comics where he does great YouTube videos, breakdowns, sales. You can check out their website. They have live auctions. Tom and David, they've always been great with me of, of helping me obtain books. Without them, I wouldn't have half the Batman books that I have in my collection. So I highly suggest you check their website, Collectors Unsure Comics. Check them on IG. They are two great guys, always willing to make a deal. And, you know, they're always like, you tell me you're looking for a book. They have it. They'll work with you. But I finally got it in my hands. After I got it, I sent it to CGC to get it a reholder because it was in an old label. It took about two months. I finally got it back. This is Batman 6, 7.0, off-white to white pages. Bill Finger's story, even though it says Bob Kane and Jerry Robinson art, Bob Kane cover. be honest, Bob Kane didn't do shit. It's all Jerry Robinson, probably Sheldon Moldoff and Carmen Infantino, basically ghostwriters because Bob Kane's a piece of shit. This is the first appearance and death of the Clockmaker. This came out in August, September 1941. This is the last one I need to complete my Batman 2 through 11 run. This is, again, without Collector's Comics, I never would have gotten this, this book. Um, there are 235 copies on the census. That's blue label. There are only 44 graded higher than mine. There are 44 restored copies on the census. That's when you see the CGC with that purple label. There is the highest grade on the census. There is 196394s. 292s, 590s, and I just had those 24 70s. Again, Golden Age books, they are known for green pages. Some can even be slightly brittle pages. So to find a 70 off white to white to complete my 2 through 11, I feel like I can go hibernate because it's going to be a very long time, if ever I ever even have a shot at Batman 1. So that's like a pipe dream. But to say that I have the Batman 2 through 11 to. You know, to stick with your guns, you know, you, you see so many different things in life and books and different hobbies. You want to buy this, you want to do that. To, it's just, I ain't going to lie. It, it was hard to stay kind of focused and dedicated to 
to not go after the, the pick of the week or the spec book of the week or what's going to be the next movie or show. Just what I always tell people is, you know, you, you collect what you love. You don't go for the spec books. You don't go with someone else. Like if you buy what you love, I feel like you won't get burned in the end because it's always something that you love and not what someone was telling you to buy. So just buy what you love. You can't go wrong. CGC Spotlight, Batman 6. That was episode 293. Thanks, everybody, for hanging in. We'll be back next time with episode 294. Yeah, it be.